0: Well, hey there, Johnny. How you doing, buddy? I'm
1: good, man. How about yourself? Oh, man. I'm doing fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I got this really, really cool thing to tell you about. Oh, yeah? Lay it on me, dude. Yeah. So uh, we are hanging out the other day, and uh, my wife and I would like to go – like go into this, like – it's like a social gathering. It's not really a church, but it's not really a – like a like just a place for people to hang out. It's not like a bar or anything. It's just a social gathering, right? Yeah. You, and, you get uh, together, and you pile around with like-minded adults. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And and every yeah kind of yeah exactly. And then every year <laughs> we we get to go on this uh, on this trip, and uh, they have essentially it's like a little suggestion box, and you know you put in this just suggestion box where you want to go, um, how much it's going to cost, if it's feasible, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, well, come to find out that uh, the suggestion that my wife put in there got picked this year. Okay. So, uh before she and I end up uh leaving and, and uh absconding from the country, we're going to get to go to a four day country music festival called Fanfare. And oh, it's in Nashville. Okay. Oh okay? shit, all right. Yeah, and it's got like all these these ridiculous like Country stars and stuff. I think Carrie Underwood's gonna be there, and and um, uh, Joe Bob Hickman, or I don't know. I don't I don't know any country music stars. I can't even pretend to. This. <laughs> you
0: can't any, even any, lie. You hate country so bad.
1: <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, so she but she came up with this badass song that she's gonna teach everybody on the bus because we're taking a bus out there. You you want to hear the song? I I would love to. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm. Fair fair can be fun fair, but if you don't put your place in line, well, that's unfair. Johnny, I think your wife might have stolen Peggy Hill's lyrics. Um, I, shit, don't tell Peggy that. She'll come <laughs> out and either poison her with a brown Betty or just punch her in the face. Oh my God, I would have watched fucking J-Ray and Peggy fight. <laughs> so would I.
0: Holy God. shit, I would get some fucking popcorn, throw a bucket of water on him and just enjoy myself (laughs) everybody welcome to dangle podcast (laughs) yes welcome to dangle podcast the weekly king of the hill podcast where i mark and my good buddy johnny we take two episodes of the beloved adult animation classic King of the Hill, and we talk about the good parts and the bad parts and the lows and the, the crippling highs and our favorite moments. We slap it with our patented rating system, and we also get very, very liberal on, you know, sexualizing cartoon characters. But that's okay, because we
1: all saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit and it ruined us as people. And Johnny, maybe we just uh, get into this one, eh? I, I say so, otherwise we're going to take a weird turn into Furryville, and I don't want to <laughs> get there. Uh, Mark, we're going to start today's episode with episode 83. I'm going to read the whole title, but from here on out, we're just going to call it Magic Sex Feet because it's a long ass title. (laughs) Uh, Transnational Amusements presents Peggy's Magic Sex (laughs) Feet. original air date may 14th 2000 uh this is written by jonathan collier or collier or i don't know maybe he's french or some shit uh we do i know this we just, every time we never know how time. to say this dude's name no you, collier call me out bro like let me know how the fuck to say it um we last saw him on husky bobby or no we last saw him on the wedding of bobby hill we're gonna see him again in pygmalion uh he's got a lot of good is ones his last one Um, which means like he's, he's here for a little while. Yeah. Um, he only has four, four that are actually credited to him in the wiki. And this one is not credited to him, but he's actually in the writing slot. So somebody just didn't hyperlink correctly or update.
0: I um, mean, it's the wiki. We've been to this party. Shocker. We know that, like, they just don't know. I think, literally, at this point, the wiki is now you. I think that you are like
1: becoming it the god like emperor it. of the wiki. Like, it 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 really feels like it, guys. Uh, if we haven't talked about it in a couple episodes, the wiki sucks ass. So if you want, uh, if you want like more actual information, just listen to us. It's gonna be fine. Um, okay, so our cast of characters for this: Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Luann Platter. Dale and Nancy Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve, cameo from a young Maddie Platter, and Grant Trimble. Yeah, I think that's all of them. All right, you want my uh, very apathetic synopsis? Hell yeah, I do. Peggy gets duped into filming foot fetish videos. Okay, yeah. That's That's it. That's (laughs) great. That's the story right there. (laughs) Okay. Um, Our A story here, Peggy Hank and Grant Trimble... Uh, I don't really think there's a B story here. Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, the closest thing we get is the double dates that Dale and Nancy go on. Nah, but it's framing device. It, exactly. Like it's subplot A at best. Yeah. Um, Let's get into some notes, man. What do you got for me? Because uh, I'm going to tell everybody here right now, I did not care for this episode. That's okay, because I really liked this episode. I I like it when
0: you and I are, like, diametrically opposed. Um, Number one, I'm going to give you my title that I wrote down for this instead of transnational or whatever, blah, 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 Peggy's Magic Sex Feet. I named it Peggy's, Porno Piggies. All right. Um, (laughs) Much better title. I have, number one, I've got a shitload of notes, so we're just, I'm going to try and, like, bulldoze through some of them and not do all of them, but... Um, number one, that twenty dollar bill is now useless. Way to go, Peggy! She rips up Luann's twenty dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird to me that they started with a Gribble slash Hill double date again. We literally just saw them double dating in Nancy Boys, but now it's an, it's now I wonder. Continuity. But yeah, I kind of wonder if maybe they both, if both the Hills and the Gribbles, kind of decided that they like hanging out with each other. Like now that they don't have to be weird with Nancy because she's you know fucking smoking on John Redcorn's peace pipe on the rig, Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I looked it up a men's tw- or a women's 20 is just a men's 16. Okay. Just, just, just for continuity. Just, I don't understand why women's sizes have to be different than men's sizes. Whatever. Shame, but no. I guess I don't, but no one's making fun of Shaq for having size 82 feet, like whatever. Well, no, cause he's, you know, he's packing. Yeah, this is also true. (laughs) You know what they say about guys with big feet? They can't check under your bed for monsters because they're too goddamn big. Um, This episode weirdly predicted OnlyFans, and I also blame this episode for shit like Belle Delphine. Peggy'sfeet.com does not exist. I looked it up, and I'm 90% sure I got a virus on my fucking phone because of it. (laughs) There, we get a just, it's a throwaway line. And and Hank tells Boomhauer, hell, you've known Peggy for years. I want to see a couple cutaway episodes of, like, just just little things of Peggy and Boomhauer hanging out. My God, dude, what if Boomhauer was one of the, like, two men that she slept with before Hank? And we all know that it was Wayne Trotter. But damn, dude, what if, like, what if Hank stole Peggy from Boomhauer? I want to
1: see this shit. I want to know this shit. I want to see Boomhauer think of Peggy as the one that got away, and that's why he's been a bachelor. To hell with this other lady that actually is the one that got away. No, it's Peggy. Peggy is the oh. placeholder for her. I love that. That'd be so cool. Here's some conspiracy theories for you fuckers out there. There are some
0: fucking conspiracy theories. Not. I think that Bill is Bobby's Dan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get over it, guys. We're not accepting it.
0: We have come out staunchly like against that statement, and I am.
1: If if Dangle Podcast has a hill to die on, it's that Hank is fucking Bobby's dad. Um That and and I don't know you is a terrible fucking line, but that's my that's my hill to die on. We'll
0: get there when we get there. I'm I'm excited to hate on that episode. Um oh. Uh this episode does confirm that Bobby has a TV in his room. We were talking about it with um in Bills Are Made to Be Broken. Where where are they watching TV? They're all splitting off individually to go watch TV. Bobby has a TV in his room. It's just a continuity thing, and I saw it and I noticed it, and I'm glad. Um... Bill of sale, by the way. Oh, shit, you're right, my bad. Fucking <laughs> yeah. bill, bill puns, man, I...
1: There's I too damn many
0: of them. There there are, and it's fine, but, um... Is J.K. Simmons Grant Trimbley? No, he is not. Okay, I thought he was. I was, like... I, I, I've talked before about how, like, I don't like to look at the guest stars because I feel like it kind of ruins it for me. And sometimes, too, also, like, when... The episode ends, Hulu like shrinks down the screen to the size of a Cheerio and you can't read it. But gotcha. I was like 100% that it was J.K. Simmons
1: and now I'm kind of bummed that it wasn't. Um, no, so the voice of him is actually Sidney Pollack. He is a very well-known and Oscar-winning director for Best Director and Best Picture for oh. the film Out of Africa in 1985. He has made appearances in a bunch of stuff. Most people would know him from... Let's see. He played an actual person in *Eyes Wide Shut* from Stanley Kubrick. Okay. Um, and he's done a bunch of other stuff. Uh, let me see if I can find some some of his acting roles here. Uh, looks like he stopped making films in 2008 with Maid of Honor*. Uh, but let's see *Eyes Wide Shut*, *Death Becomes Her*. Um, oh shit! He is he's a main main character in *Tootsie*. That's where I know him from. Mm, okay. But no, so he's, he's known, he's, uh, he's, he's an interesting guy. Like he's, he's definitely some Hollywood royalty. That's why his voice is very familiar to you. Yeah. I, like I said, I thought for sure it was JK Simmons. Cause he kind of has that same like tenor in it. I don't know. His, his whole thing where he says pushing Parker pens is so 1950s. It's really hard not to hear JK Simmons. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Like you just,
0: you kind of want to believe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I made the note of poor Peggy five times in this episode, like painting her nails in the dark, painting her toenails in the dark. And she's all depressed. Like, Oh my God, that, that kind of hurt me inside a little bit. I was like, poor yeah. fucking Peggy. Um, and then she's so proud of no more painting my toenails in the dark. Um, also Johnny, did you know that women with big boobs don't need any help at all? <laughs> How does that help the women with the big
1: boobies <laughs> or the big bottoms? I they love don't it. need help. I, I think it's a very sweet moment between um, Peggy and Bobby that she's she's willing to basically say, I was very ashamed of this and very embarrassed of this, and I'm not anymore. And this mm-hmm. is why. Like, I'm yeah. going to explain to you that I have not always had it easy because my feet are fucking huge. Yeah. So this is making me feel better. And then Bobby just being the wholesome kid that he is. Yeah, but but that helps you. What about the other? Bo-? No, they don't need any help. Trust me. <laughs> um. Also, it's a thousand dollars a day, dude. I would let you like two, dump two thousand. Fucking... Was it two? I wrote one. So two. So two hundred dollars per scene for five minutes. Okay, two hundred dollars okay. for a five-minute smush video. You shoot ten videos a day. Oh, you're right. Meaning yeah, I... for under an hour, you are making two thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, sorry, listeners. I was a theater major. Math was not my strong suit. Um, no, okay. I did the math too. <laughs> um, okay, so just reinforcing my goddamn point. Um, hey, anybody that's into dudes with weird fucking feet, hit me up. I got some fucking monsters. Like some you can stoppers. dump beans on them. I'll fucking crush eggs. I don't care. Two thousand dollars <laughs> for like an hour and a half worth of work. Oh my god. Um, I want to yeah. hit your soles with a with a ping pong paddle, Mark. You.
1: Then hey, I want to we... buy the
0: paddle. At some point, you and I are going to start a Patreon, and that'll be our stretch goal. Uh, $10,000 <laughs> for the Patreon, we are going to make fucking foot fetish videos. You and me
1: together, buddy. <laughs> oh, God. We're going to smack each other with ping pong paddles on the feet. Um, for our top tier patrons, you get to keep the the flies that are stuck to my feet. <laughs> it's just artistic. So much, So much better than bathwater. Guys, you're not That's... gonna get like w- weird butt diseases from my feet. I I hope not, but <laughs> Johnny's been a bad bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> been a bad bad boy.
0: Um, notes. How about you, buddy?
1: Uh, I've only got a couple here because, uh, yeah. like I said, I really did not care for this episode. Um, Mark, a couple episodes ago, we. Could not discern what Dale was who Dale was referring to as the Big D, yes. whether it was him or someone else. Uh, yeah. He literally is wearing a shirt that says the Big D, so he's referring yes. to himself. Yes, he is. So, just wanted to to squash that. Um, and the other note that I have here is really just social commentary about how the internet and its accessibility to weird kinks at any given moment in time has just kind of ruined us as a society. Like, I love it. I hate it. I think it has definitely made a bunch of weird creeps. Um, God. Yeah. The internet could have been so wholesome. It really could have. No. No, it couldn't.
0: It Maybe if, <laughs> like, if maybe if humanity wasn't intrinsically evil, it could be. But no. No, it couldn't. Okay. I feel like one of the first, like, photographs ever taken was of a cat. And then, like, the second photograph ever taken was of a fucking naked woman. Like, No. We are, dude. All we are is horny apes that can like put a visual medium, or like we can like make representations of how horny we are. Like, dude, like man, okay. there's like there's dicks in Roman graffiti from you know three thousand years ago, and it's they're everywhere. It's just a thing that they do. Like, man, nah, we're we're horny. We're just so horny. That's all we are is just horny and angry.
1: No, I I get that, but there are definitely some things that the internet has exposed to me that I never needed to see. Also that videos is one of them.
0: Yeah. We all saw eel soup.
1: Like I'm trying to think here the, the whole con like, I I am not trying to kink shame anybody here. This is not something that I'm into personally, whatever you do you, as long as you're not hurting anybody, I don't give a shit. But as long as it's consensual, do it up. It pretty much and and consensual means that they can actually say this. I didn't realize that there's an entire subsection of people that are fucking animals and they think it's okay. And then they're drawing comics about how the animal really wants to be with them, even though they're being surrendered because of fucking animal abuse. Okay. I, well, I'm going to get way too angry. No, it's a male. <laughs> it's a, it's a mammal, Johnny. You know, it does have mammalian organs. Um, <laughs> no, like I am not trying to shame anybody here. But I would I, I w- could have led a completely entirely and blissful life, just like my grandparents and their parents before them and their parents before them, not knowing that somebody wanted to fuck somebody else in a fox suit, not knowing that somebody <laughs> had a really weird fetish about shoving like like different pointy, sticky things up their asshole and then shitting them out into somebody's mouth. Like, I don't need to know this. I didn't I lived the a whole life ruined. without knowing about sounding exactly like there is so much on the internet that is just out there for everybody to see and everybody seems to think that the access to information is such a good thing fuck off it is not yeah it is not we need it curated we need it curated that's why libraries are such a damn good thing <laughs> God sorry okay end, end of, let ran- the record I, show I, that Johnny <laughs> Krautball
0: Schneider really knows his pornography <laughs> Um. Let's
1: get into some pros and cons. Damn it,
0: <laughs> flamer for the gas man.
1: It's it's in my favorite moments. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I guess I could have just wrote propane man. No, no, no flamer's cool. Flamer's better. <laughs> The I love
0: that. I love how excited he is. I love that Dale took the time to like get all these like, you know, personalized shirts and everything. Like once again too, we see Dale Gribble with a weird I think this kind of solidifies my conspiracy theory that Octavio runs like a weird sweatshop in Mexico and okay. Dale kind of just kind of commissions him to do shit. That's where he gets all yeah. of his like jumpsuits from. That's where he gets all of his costumes from. And now he's like, <laughs> Octavio, I need four bowling shirts. When do you hey, want Gribble. a Gribble? Like, I got your got your got your shirts, Gribble. <laughs> I need you to bust in my fender. <laughs> wait a minute. I said I wanted opalescent white, you son of a bitch. This is Pearl White. It's all I had, Gribble. <laughs> are you gonna pay me or not, man?
1: Um <laughs> I cannot wait until we get to Octavio. Guys, I'm so excited. you are you God, we we have not even scratched the surface of some of our favorite secondary characters. Like, and that's insane to me. We haven't even
0: seen Octavio yet. Like anyway, oh. anyway. Um, <laughs> Peggy Sline, They're getting bigger. <laughs> and then the doctor <laughs> going, You could hit the big 2 God, that's terrible. Um or not terrible, just I feel again, poor Peggy. Um, I really, really like the mirror gag. When she like I wrote
1: that in here too. It's like one of my only pros.
0: Yeah, like when she looks at the woman's foot and like pans over with the automatic mirror, and then pans down and then over again. I really like yep. that. It's a cool little animation bit. And finally, pork and
1: beans.
0: <laughs> I just
1: I don't know. What do you got for oh, me? Oh yeah. Um. Well, not just to, since we we're just talking about it, we'll bounce off the car mirror gag. Um. The, the lady who does her voice is not credited in this episode. Okay. But I am willing. I am willing to put my my beautiful, lovely, like, voice-picking ears on the line here and go out, out on a limb and, t- and say that this is an Oscar-winning actress that is just uncredited. And that's okay. why she's not there. Because if you credit her, then you now have to pay her a shitload of money. Next time you watch this episode, or at least just find that scene, mm-hmm. you know, scroll back, find that scene. If you tell me, And I'll I'll, I'll believe you if you tell me that this is not who I think it is, Mark, because you also have a very good fucking ear for things. Okay. You have to tell me that that is not Kathy Bates. Ooh. It is fucking Annie Wilkes. I swear to God, it is Annie Wilkes. And she is so just like nice and sweet. And I'm like, nope, this is exactly who this is. Interesting. She is not credited, but I heard it. And then I rewound it, and I made my wife listen to it, and she went, "I think that is who that is." We both looked it up. She's not credited at all on IMDb or on the wiki. Shocker there, huh. but I swear to God, it's Kathy Bates. Okay, I will. And I don't an ear out out for that one. I don't know if Kathy Bates is in King of the Hill at all, but she seems to me like somebody who would work with um, the rest of the crew on this. Yeah, you know, she's I a, see her working with my she... judge she might be okay we're gonna hold on a kibosh we, we'll, for a second we'll, here.
0: To, we'll put it on our list of shit to look out for it's F- gonna Bates. go up there with Andy maynard like
1: it it's gotta be uh, she is she is in king of the hill we just talked about her yeah we did right who, who because is she? she's got an upcoming role she is um pa- the patrol officer in um that, Peggy, yeah, that's it. The one, yeah, the one that uh, was Lupe's Revenge. Yes.
0: Okay, good. Okay, yes. yeah. I knew we weren't fucking crazy. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: exactly. So there is a history. There is there is some, some point here to her being there. And now that episode is not, I think, until next season. Mm-hmm. However, that doesn't mean that Kathy Bates can't show up to do like three lines. They probably went, here's a couple thousand bucks. Just come in and do this. We won't credit you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can see how we work because you want to make sure that this is a legit operation and not just some bullshit like The Simpsons.
0: Um, this is this is a legit operation not just a fly-by-night porno studio
1: exactly yes (laughs) um i love the guys casually leaving the alley as they're eavesdropping on hank and peggy when she's talking about how proud she is of her feet and all this and that yeah so the guy's just like all casually like sneaking out of the alley as they're listening to it and then they call hank down into dale's think hole Mm -hmm. and show him everything um, I love Bill's reaction. Peggy's been a bad, bad girl. <laughs> like, that, that is yeah. amazing. And then Hank eventually going, No, or uh, uh, Dale saying, Wait a minute, here comes the fondue. No, it doesn't. And he just yanks the freaking cord. <laughs> that whole scene is amazing. Um, and then my last pro here is we have our animation moment of the entire episode. Okay. Peggy's feet coming out of her fucking foot bath. And how gnarled up they are, mm. that has got to be some of the most, like, ridiculous feet animation drawings anyone has ever done for a syndicated show. So you're telling me that special guest director for this episode was Quentin Tarantino? I'm saying that he probably has this episode, like, on some weird hard drive that's <laughs> nothing Tarantino but cut of gave things. Peggy's
0: Porno Piggies a blue flame of valor. You know? Good Lord.
1: Tarantino, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I dare you. Come on this podcast. I dare you. Um, did we already talk about your pros, that's man? The, that's the guess we can. T- yes, I'm into it. Let's do it. <laughs> um, did we already get to your pros, buddy? Did I steamroll you?
0: Um, no. Yeah, no. I already did mine. I have one more that I have to add. I was, I was yeah. going to add it if you didn't hit it. Um, on uh, peggiesfeet.com. I love the little flash animation of the ping pong paddle hitting them and her, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's, that's really funny. I like that a lot. I just, it, this episode
1: kind of made me miss the way the internet used to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. I saw a thing on the internet, um, because not too long ago, maybe a couple weeks ago, Reddit had this whole big stupid thing that I'm so tired of seeing already called our place where people get to place a pixel somewhere on a big canvas. Yeah. I, yeah, I People fucking make saw all that, that. shit.
0: Oh, anyway, yeah, I, I remember all that nonsense. Thank God, that shit's over.
1: It, right, right. Well, and I saw something in reference to that. And it was an old, old thing from like, I want to say 96 or 97. And it was just called the million dollar web page. Mm-hmm. And I was like, OK, what? I don't get it. And it, the idea behind it was you could pay for a pixel for one dollar. And there was a million pixels worth. On one screen. So some jackass managed to make a million dollars by selling bits of pixels, 50, 60, 70 times, like 70 at a time for advertising. Mm. And it is the most obnoxious looking thing. Huh. So I'm like, damn, I wish. But any, that, that, it definitely made me wax nostalgic for the way the internet used to be, where you could go to like a weird ass website that was like uh, startupsteve.net. Uh, Or something like that. And all it was was like eight hyperlinks to weird shit like Dragon Ball Z animations or uh, gerbils in a blender or just some like weird flash games of a stick figure dude just beating the shit out of things. Like that was the internet. Just these eight links. And you're like, this is going to entertain me for hours. Like I'm just going to continue to watch this with my friends because this is awesome.
0: Yeah, I think we've talked before about, like, I miss when the internet wasn't just a smattering of pages showing the other shit that it curated. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Buggies yeah. me out a little bit. I also kind of just miss miss Flash animation in general. Like,
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to send Fucking you a day Apple. in the life of Dragon Ball Z, and it's going to make your day. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, all right. I know you're here. We're,
0: we're here. Give me... I'm going to give you my cons because I only have three and then I'm going to let you
1: like get off your chain. All right. I've gotten off my chain most of the way, by the way, I only have one con. Oh, okay. Well, give me your one con then. Go ahead. Go ahead. The whole episode is very shameful. It makes you feel really gross about, about Peggy and her love for her feet and her hate for her feet and, and just like body dysmorphia in general. And it makes me feel really icky. That's my con for the episode. This episode does not make me feel good at any point. It just Mm -hmm. makes me feel very weird and conflicted and I don't have a lot of body image issues I don't think like I definitely have parts of my body I do not like but I I get over it the only redeemable part of this entire episode is the 15 second speech that Bobby gives Peggy when he says I'm fat I don't give a shit I'm also funny I also have a girlfriend and I'm gonna go shoot her with my super soaker what are you gonna do yeah and in my opinion 15 seconds doesn't save an episode not when it's made me feel like shit for 20 okay so, uh, give me your cons, buddy. Sure. Um, number
0: one, it's an animation note. I hate how tan, uh, Trimble is, but if he's supposed to be a sleazy porno director, of course he's got like a weird spray on tan thing going on. So whatever. I don't care. I just don't like it. It's like, he's almost like fire chief color weird.
1: You know yeah, what I mean? Almost, almost in Yep.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. um, another animation note, Hank takes the stake puts it on the grill and then immediately flips it. We have seen, or we will see like, no, no, don't flip it. Just put it down. Like we'll see Hank freaking out about it. Like I can almost guarantee that Hank does like the three, three, two, two, one, one method of cooking a steak. And that is not fucking three minutes on the grill there. Pause. Um, but then I want to ask you, Johnny, what's your steak technique? We, For as much as we talk about King of the Hill and shit and how many cows these people eat a year, I know that you and
1: I eat a lot of cows a year. How the hell do you we cook do. a steak, buddy? Um, Do you want to know how I cooked it last night because I had a steak last night or how I normally do it? I mean, I'm going to say, oh, yeah. Uh, So uh, the way I normally do it is actually what I learned from you, Mark. I put like almost an entire fucking stick of butter into a skillet. And then I season my steak and call it good. I usually flip it one time after about five minutes. So I do five minutes on one side, maybe three to four on the other at a lower-ish heat. So usually not like maybe 350 tops if I oh, can use okay. my little my little gun. Um, because it's going to give me a nice crust on the outside. And it's going to leave it really nice and, and tender and juicy and shit on the inside. I let it rest for a couple minutes too after I take it off. Um, last night... Johnny had a colossal fuck-up and almost ruined a lot of really nice ribeye. Really? Yeah. Uh, so I sometimes I forget, and I know you and I have had this exact conversation where the roles are reversed. You and I have had this exact conversation before, Mark, where we, we have forgotten just how hot our grill gets outside. hmm And all of a sudden you turn around and you go... Why in the hell is this thing, like, with the the lid closed, why is it reading 650 degrees? And I went, holy shit. shit. So I put my steaks on last night. I got a nice little, like, sizzle as I laid them on there. I went, fantastic. I've got three of my five burners going. So it's just enough. Like, I'm putting putting them over, the steak over the heat itself. Um, I've got the the little nozzles and shit turned down to maybe two-thirds on each of them. So definitely not cranked full. Mm-hmm. And I've got five fucking burners. The thing only goes up to like 800 degrees. Mm. And so I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I've got a nice little sizzle. I should be able to close this. I can come back in about eight minutes, eight to 10 minutes and flip it and maybe leave it on there for like three because yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not cooking it in a bunch of liquid and all this, all this and that. We'll see how it goes. I go back out there after eight minutes, and it's reading almost 700 fucking degrees, and I go, Jesus Christ, and I go and I lift it up, and I charred the shit out of the bottom. Now, oh, man. still edible, still edible. I almost fucked it up. Had I given it even 20 more seconds, it probably would have been nothing but fucking carbon on the bottom.
0: Like when we tried but, to cook bratwurst when you were down here, <laughs> and they kind I, of I, just...
1: <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I was going to let you get there, but... <laughs> no it exactly, happens like, happen. it does it does it does um so i i was very embarrassed and my wife said no nah, this is still really good and there's still a lot of juice in this so i don't give a shit um had i gone out there two minutes earlier and actually flipped it even with that high heat it would have been perfect yeah so but normally man shitload of butter in a skillet and if i'm feeling extra fancy i will literally make the butter i'll sear it on one side for a minute flip it, sear it on the other side for a minute, and then throw it in my fucking oven for 15 at 350.
0: Okay. So you're doing like that reverse broil do- deal? Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right
0: on. Uh, t- tell me about you, buddy. Um. So, yeah, I do the same method. Well, almost kind of the same. I do either grill or in a skillet. I will do the stick of butter. Um. Get it, you know, get it all nice and melty. But I do it... Uh. Three minutes, three three minutes flip, three minutes flip, two minutes flip, two minutes flip, one minute flip, one minute flip. Yep. And then um, if I'm being a real fucking fat ass, because sometimes I am, if I'm (laughs) if I'm being so I I don't know if 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 I told you this. Yeah, if I'm rocking a mayhem, like if I'm gonna be a real fatty about it, um, especially if I'm using my cast iron, I'll get that bitch like ripping hot and throw some bacon in there first, and get the bacon grease. And then I'll put the butter in and then I'll throw the steak in there. And it just, Ooh. oh my God, dude. It is like this unholy union of pork and beef that I could never hope for. And I don't know if I told you this. I think I might've said this on like an episode months ago, but I don't remember. Um, I found out if you fucking fry hash browns in the leavings of that, it is the yes. greatest thing you can ever consume. And like, I almost don't like grilling steak at this point because I'd rather have like Baking the hash steak brown after hash her. browns. Like, it's so goddamn good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but then when I'm done with it, I'll take it off. I'll cover it in foil, let it rest for 10 minutes. But if I'm being, like, as fat as I can possibly get, I'll, like, shake. Okay, you know how after you cook a steak, that like, there's the division in the meat and stuff where, like, the fat kind of separates? Yeah. I'll take slivers of butter and insert it into that those little fissures and cover Ooh. it for 10 minutes. Oh, my God. It's just literally at this point, my steak has come full circle to where a cow makes the milk that makes the butter that then goes back and maybe, I hope, and I know it, this isn't how fucking steak works, but I hope it's the same damn cow. And it reunited with its, like, butter that it made, you know, like, oh, God, right. it's so good. Yeah. Mm. I got a fucking boner for steak. I guess that's my fetish. Anyway, moving on. Um, It's a bowling alley. I don't under I get it. I understand Peggy's like um apprehension to it. I understand the embarrassment. I understand like what a bad feeling this is to like especially yeah. to have the guy go, "Oh, I got to lace these up." And then she takes off like um I get her being upset, but it's a bowling alley, Peggy. It's a it's a bowling alley. Like go to your local bowling alley listeners and go and look at the dregs of humanity that just live there. It's just <laughs> And I'm not saying anything. I love bowling. I think bowling's fucking great. But I've also never felt so dirty as I do when I finish bowling. Because, like, it's a funk that just, like, kind of sits. I remember in college, like, you, me, and one of our buddies would go bowling often. And, like, it's just a thing. It was a thing we did. But then at the same time, like, God, it's it's gross. Bowling alleys are gross. Peggy, this isn't the place to feel bad about your feet. It's okay, sweetie. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Nobody
1: who's hanging out at a bowling alley gives any two shits what size your feet are. No. Because they're hanging out at a bowling alley. Exactly. Yeah, like... They're either there because they have uh, nothing better to do than get shit face drunk and throw a very heavy ball down a lane, or they're trying to score some meth. Sure. Okay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, I don't know. I just... I love so, bowling. I think it's great, but, like, at the same time, oh, yeah. bowling alleys. Oh, yeah. um, when I uh, used to drive truck for Budweiser, I had to service, like, four different bowling alleys. And, like, every one of them was just gross. Like, and they were oh, cities yeah. apart. Like, it's it's like this. You, I've been to one nice fucking bowling alley, bowling alley in my life, and it was in Chicago. Like, in the middle of, like, the heart of Chicago. And it was one of those weird, like, adult. It, okay, it's not adult entertainment. That's not what I mean, but, like. It's when we decided that, like, it's not Dave and Buster's. It's like if Dave and Buster's leveled up and got their shit together. And it was, like, the movie theater. It had a laser tag deal in it. It had a full, like, arcade. And it was just for adults. And, like, I was at a geology conference. And that's why we were there. And me and my geology crew were derping around. It's like, hey, you guys want to go to this place? It seems cool. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, it was the nicest bowling alley I've ever been to, like, and just, like, the 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 number one factor that made it nice was that it was clean. Like, yeah. never mind, like, luxury balls and, like, luxury blowers for your fingers that smelled vaguely of, like, jasmine. Like, whatever. I'm diverging. Peggy, don't feel <laughs> bad about having big feet
1: in a bowling alley. Nobody cares. Uh, nobody likes bowling enough to just do bowling anymore. There's got to be some other aspect to it. Like, the one that we've got here has to have axe throwing in it now because they weren't getting enough people to come bowl. Oh God, I would axe bowl throw. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like so much fucking fun, right?
0: But Johnny, am I gonna um, buy our bowling alley in Alamosa and make it? Oh God, that's my podcastle.
1: I figured it out. I'm gonna do it. All right, cool. Anyway, sorry. Um, no, you're good. Um, I've got a retro rage for you. Oh, cool. Lay it on me. It's a it's a non traditional retro rage because you are not into like techie stuff like I am. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that you've been able to buy an individual sound card for your computer in close to 20 years. (laughs) Really? All of that, yes, all of that shit is integrated. Now, you buy your own graphics processor now. Everybody buys their own graphics processors because everybody wants to make a million fucking dollars on Bitcoin and Ether and all of this other crypto bullshit. And that's why I can't upgrade my computer because all of you fuckers are using them to go in crypto mine. However... You don't have to buy a sound card. It's all integrated into the motherboard now and has been for like 15-20 years. So the fact that Dale's like I'm just testing out my new sound card. Yeah, that's it's kind of a throwback.
0: Okay. Yeah, but-
1: I See, I,
0: I I see I'm glad you're here cuz I would have just taken that as like, you know, oh okay, cool. Dale got a new sound card. Right
1: on. I Right on. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite moment? Cause mine, you already said mine flamer for the propane man. (laughs) I got a couple. Yeah. Um, number one, I already called it
0: and I guess I forgot that I had it as a favorite moment. Uh, Oh yeah. Flash animation. That was great. Um, Hank trying to comfort Peggy and saying, Bill says a lot of college girls get caught in the internet world. (laughs) Um, so like, I really like that because it's the weird naivete of Hank. Hank doesn't know that Bill's a porno fiend, even though Bill saved him in um, Hank's Dirty Laundry with he his porno tapes. Yeah, he just, he doesn't know. So, like, Hank is relaying this information, like, Bill might have seen it on, like, 2020 or something. And then Bill's like, well, you know, Hank, a lot of girls get into this. Not knowing that fucking Bill's probably on, like, We Live Together or Girls Out West all the goddamn time. Also, yeah, I fucking love girls out west. I don't even mind fucking telling you. Um <laughs> Finally, um Bobby's I'm fat speech. I So, man, okay, we've talked before a lot and you kind of mentioned that you don't have body dysmorphia. I've got it like a motherfucker. I don't think okay. there's any redeeming thing about me outside of my gigantic calves. And really, they're just there so you take a so you don't look at the rest of what a piece of shit I am as a human. I hate me. Like I'm the lightest I've been in years and I still think I'm a fat ass. Like I've had to like go back to buying jeans in a smaller size and I still think I'm too fat. Um, but as a kid I was super fat coming up and like, I remember watching this episode and Bobby telling this to Peggy and it was like, well shit, you can, you can feel okay about yourself and not. Cause also like we grew up in the nineties, dude, like before the whole like zero tolerance, bullying bullshit, like, yeah, yeah, And I I am a big believer in that, like, you have to suffer to, like, to become a fully realized human being. You have to, like, suffer. You have to go through trauma. You have to go through abuse. Otherwise, you're just this, like, weird little sheltered. I think it's what's wrong with kids today is we don't abuse kids enough. Like, goddamn, maybe start backhanding those little bastards in the store. It might kind of, like, snap some shit right. But, like, fucking Bobby explaining to Peggy, like, look, I'm fat. But I've got a girlfriend and she likes me for who I am and I like me for who I am. And that was one of the first times in my life that I was like, well, maybe I can be just an okay person. Maybe I don't have to like be good looking or you know what I mean? Like Bobby's little speech. I know that you
1: said 15 seconds can't save an episode, but like, man, that's a good moment. I want to cut that piece out of this episode because it's the only redeemable part of it. I don't know where else I would put it, but. Like, no, and it, it is a very powerful message. I, I'm I'm right there with you. I don't necessarily think kids need to be abused more. I think parents need to not step Not abused more. I said that wrong, but like. No, 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 no. I know what you mean. Like from your, the context that you were saying, I don't think that's necessarily what needs to happen personally. Uh, I think parents need to step away and remind themselves that their parents were not in their lives 24-7. Yeah. You know? Um, what, you and i grew up and we grew up in right at the, right at the introduction of a cell phone and that was a big thing for me the fact that my mom could get a hold of me whenever wherever but when i was eight years old she had no problem sending me down the street to my neighbor's house and basically saying if you're not home by five o'clock i'm going to come screaming for you so make sure you're home by then Be but home letting when the me go off come on yeah yeah go, you know go out go do your go do your shit. if you have a problem you can come and talk to me but learn to figure out a lot of this shit on your own. I don't need to be your cheerleader a hundred percent of the time. I don't need to be the person that is there that is your best friend or your therapist, or you don't always need some, sometimes you just need to be by yourself and work through things yourself. That's how you become a more well-rounded human. Like you were saying earlier, you have to experience some of that suffering. You have to have that experience in school where a kid goes, wow, you're fat and you just shit your pants. That is, you know, we're, we're going to make fun of you relentlessly for the next two years and you're going to be named shit pants McGee. You know what? <laughs> cool. Um, what, what that's going to teach me is kids suck and I don't want to shit my pants ever again. So maybe I need to eat a little bit better so that I don't have fucking diarrhea. Yeah. Like you
0: should maybe pick up a little bit of body dysmorphia. So you go, man, I shouldn't be a fat piece of shit. Like just, yeah. just, just I- enough, just a touch of it. Like. Just yeah. a
1: touch of trauma. like <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want people to think that I'm okay with fat shaming and all that other shit. You really should be happy with, with who you are and what you want to do. Uh, I don't think everybody necessarily needs to just stop and say where I'm at is okay and I don't ever have to work on anything ever again. I think that's the wrong message to take out of not fat shaming somebody. you know. But then at the same time,
0: we just saw Lizzo doing her own Rikishi thing and maybe we need to fat shame just a touch.
1: I, just I, I a don't tiny, care for good for her I guess. Be comfortable in your
0: body, yeah. I'll never be that comfortable, but at the same fucking time too, diabetes will kill you, like get your shit together, like stop fucking justifying this as, oh you're fat phobic, no I'm not, you're gonna die from this shit, and you're gonna cost us money you to death. I like you, enough to, you, yeah,
1: I like you I, enough to not see you just basically yeah. eat yourself to death.
0: But by the same token, hey man, you need to fucking stop drinking because you're no fun around us because you're always fucking drunk. Oh, oh well, well maybe I should stop drinking just like you know what I mean. Like, I, yeah, life fucking sucks. Existence is brutal and miserable. And anybody who tells you that it isn't is trying to sell you something. But goddamn it, toughen up just a touch. I'm done. I we got weird. We're already fucking 45 minutes into this one,
1: like <laughs> screaming about the no, same okay. things. We um, we are. We are a little rough on this, but it, it there's an this episode is it's like a very special episode. I just can't stand it because I don't like the, I don't I just don't like it. You're um, right. No, you're
0: no but, you, no. You just hit it. It is a very special episode.
1: Yeah. Do you not
0: like it, it because it's another Peggy very special episode? Because we just saw her in bills are made to or uh, 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 bill of sales.
1: I I think I just I don't like it, it personally too soon? because it no it just it makes me feel bad about myself and i don't ever feel bad about myself but watching peggy just sit there get shit on get wallet on get taken advantage of does not make me feel good because it's like the here for the grace of god do i go this -hmm. could have happened to me at any point in my life somebody could have taken advantage of me in a similar way and gone you don't feel good about yourself and I'm going to take advantage of that and I'm going to profit off of it. And it makes me feel so gross and icky because those people still exist and are worse now than they were 20 years ago.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if they're worse. I think we just know about them now. Like you definitely hear about fair. the wine That's okay, the no, that's fair. a lot more, fa- like a lot more readily than we did.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. I, so you want me to explain our rating system? That way we can get off, off of this one and onto fanfare. Sure. Yeah, do it up. This
0: listeners, I hope you're in for this one cuz this is a long fucking episode, but every now and, <laughs> and then me and Johnny got some shit to say about
1: some shit, so it's okay. It's it is very true. Okay, so our rating system breaks down as follows. Uh, at the very bottom, we have a charcoal episode. A charcoal is absolute garbage trash. It's not fun. Uh you watch it maybe one time in the rotation and then you go, "No, I'd never want to watch that one again. I didn't like it." After that, we've got our Megalo rating. Megalo is kind of like the bronze tier here. It's got a couple of good memorable moments, maybe a fun character, two pops up, a good guest star. But for the most part, a Megalo is not a very good episode either. You may have it on in the background. You may also skip this one as well. It just It's a little better than charcoal, but not by much. <clears throat> After that, we've got our Butane level. This is our silver medal. Uh, butane is it's it's a bastard of an episode you love to hate it you hate to love it there's usually some pretty good stuff in there um you get some good character development you get some really good lines but at the same time usually the story just kind of falls flat somewhere or it just doesn't resolve itself very well mutanes uh you know you'll watch them for the most part they're okay they're you know average episodes of king of the hill uh the above average episodes lead us into char king a char king is our gold standard these are some of the best episodes of king of the hill a char king is an episode that showcases everything we love about uh these characters this world um everything that they're doing the writing is impeccable uh a char king is is something very special in the king of the hill universe and when mark and i both give one a char give a rating of a char king it becomes a char king imperial um it's basically just one step lower than our absolute perfect episode which is the blue flame of valor a blue flame of valor is the perfect episode of not just King of the Hill, but TV in general. It is the type of episode that you can show anybody in the world that understands English, I guess. Um, (laughs) Anybody in the world that wants to watch King of the Hill or at least dip their toes into what this is all about and they can watch it with zero context, no idea of who any of the characters are and still love it just as much as you do. So with that being said, Mark, you want to give this guy a rating?
0: Yeah, I'm also, I want to take just half a second and say that I'm really glad you took that, because I was trying to think of, like, porn genres to break this down in, too, so I'm really glad you held that ship. Um, Anyway, (laughs) um, yeah, I know that this is, we might get in a little fight about this one, I gave this one to King. This is, I think that this is a really good episode. It's like you're saying, like, it is a very special episode of television, but, like, Man, guys, be on the lookout for this shit. People will take advantage of you. Peggy's naivete allows her to be taken advantage of multiple times. But, like, um, there's a lot of... There's growth. There's a lot of good moments in it. There's a lot of funny moments in it. Um, I like Hank kind of threatening to kick uh, Trembly's ass, and he just doesn't really care. And then he gets out of it by, like, commenting on how big Hank's feet are. And, like, oh, wait, let me get the lighting right. Like... It, there's a lot of it that I really enjoy. I definitely agree with you about how gross this episode is, but shit, I'll watch this one again. Like, I really, really like this episode. Um, Bobby is fantastic. And yeah, like you said, 15 <laughs> seconds can't save it. But like, I, just all of it. And I don't know, I'm giving it a Char King. Maybe I could amend it to like a Bew King, because... Maybe there is some, like, weird afterthoughts that I should be having. Like, oh, God, how many times did Bill go to Peggy'sfeet.com? I can't think about that <laughs> shit. But, like, I don't know. I really like it. Um, anyway, I know that you have different thoughts, though, so lay it on me, buddy.
1: Uh, I do. So, Scale of Charcoal to Blue Flame, I gave it a charcoal. Peggy's Magic okay. Sex Feet gets a charcoal from me. This, I think, is my second charcoal if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, Mark right? You're the only first other one I did was Leanne, Leanne Saga. Saga. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know what? I'm gonna put this in the same category. it it is not a charcoal to many people that are watching this show. This is a charcoal to me personally. Um, and so I, I guess you know I'm gonna give uh, Jonathan Collier some some props here. Because not a lot of episodes make me feel this intense about something and make me feel this gross about something. And I think that's the point of this episode. Mm -hmm. You know, my big thing with Leanne's saga was that from a mental health perspective, I cannot deal with people that are like that. And that's why it is so hard and I won't watch it again. Um, I will not watch this episode again. After this viewing, and I've I've come to that decision because it does not make me feel good. I honestly, Mark, I could drop a hundred pounds. I could become a, a, a ultra lightweight uh, under underclass cruiserweight wrestler, um, and and just like be I don't know have banging bitches and having a thrupple with my wife and some hot ass wrestlers. I could do all of that. Watch this episode and still feel like shit about myself. Okay. And so I don't think I'm ever gonna watch it again. Okay, so cool. with, with, with that context, like I, I feel like I, not that I need to justify a charcoal, like I justify a blue flame, but in this instance, I do because no, I think
0: you, no, I think you definitely do because otherwise we're just yeah.
1: fucking throwing words at
0: stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. um But in order, but for I you appreciate to it, it too, this though, episode... because like, it's like you're saying with Leanne Saga, like from your perspective, this is a terrible episode of television. You don't like it. You don't want to do it. I, I support you a thousand percent and I love yeah. it,
1: but yeah, like. I mean, some people don't, some people don't mind feeling like that when they're watching TV. Some people really like that big emotional response. Um, I personally, I've never understood why um, the Seymour episode or the Luck of the Friarish episode of Futurama, either of those, have gotten as big a response out of people. And it's not that I'm heartless and I don't love my dog or that I'm heartless and I wouldn't hate to have my, you know, my little brother name his Kid after me. That's not it at all. I just don't elicit that sort of reaction out of it. But these episodes, they're getting a reaction out of me, and because of it, I don't want to watch them. I will okay. actively skip them. But, yeah, it is it is what it is. Um, I say we get the hell out of this episode, though, and get to the next one, which is uh, much, much better. What do, you, what do you say, Mark? I reckon you're right, but just to I just got to get this off my chest.
0: I fucking hate Jurassic Bark. That's a charcoal of a Futurama episode. All right, moving on. <laughs> Fair. Very fair. I also hate that one where he, like, goes back in time and visits his mom. And I also hate Luck of the Fryish. I'm here to laugh. Don't make me think about death and shit. Eat a dick animation. All right. Moving on. Because I totally cut you off, Johnny. And that was No, a you're
1: fair. good. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't wait your place in line. And that's unfair. Okay. Everybody, episode 84 is Peggy's Fanfare. We have an original air date of May 21st 2000. Mark, what is special about this episode? I uh, Other than the 900 famous people that are in see, it. See, I was going to say the 900 guest stars they have uh, uh May 21st this...
0: 2000. What is special about this one?
1: Oh, Columbine well that date
0: has happened uh, <laughs> 9/11 is still a couple years out. Uh what you got for me? I don't know. Uh this is the season
1: 4 finale, Mark. Oh, yes it is. Yes it is. All right. My bad. I'm sorry.
0: I was thinking that's of tragedies. Okay. I was like, I don't know what happened on May 21st, 2000, Johnny. I don't...
1: Nope, nope, nope. We, uh, so I probably we got are, out of school for summer vacation. I don't know. It honestly, maybe at this point. Yeah. Um. No, uh, we, we got our uh, Howling and hooting for our Refreshments theme song when we started the episode here. So that's always an indicator that we're at the end of a season. Yep, we got a um, little triangle bit. Yeah yep. so uh, writers Alan Cohn and Alan Freeland, the Allens., uh, let's see here. this uh, so honestly, I thought happy Thanksgiving was the last one because that's the last one that they've got in the wiki. Mm-hmm. But we've already done happy Thanksgiving. So I don't know how much longer we're gonna get the Allens because at this point, they're not updated on the wiki. So I'm excited to see if they pop back up again, I'm gonna be really happy. It's like, um, it's like surprise Allen's. I love it. Like, yeah, it is surprise Allen's. Uh, okay. So I have this broken down into regular cast and then country music guest stars. Which one do you want me to start with?
0: Do regular first then. Yeah. Do regular. And then, yeah, let's, we'll just shotgun the guest stars instead of like talking about them when they appear because they're so goddamn many that we can't. Yeah. So do do main cast and then do. Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: Uh, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on you because when I say a country music guest star, I'm gonna see if you can name a song from them. If you can't, that's completely cool. Yeah, fuck yeah. But we're gonna test your knowledge of uh, crappy '90s uh, country music. Okay, you know how uh, much I fucking love country <laughs> music, Johnny. Like, you're allowed to like it. You're also allowed to uh, understand that the '90s was a terrible genre or terrible moment for that genre. Uh, we'll get there uh, when we see. get there. So our cast of characters, Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale and Nancy Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill D'Otreve, Khan and Connie supenus I'm just realizing it says Nancy Gribble. I do not remember her on this trip. She is not in this trip. Okay. They're full of shit. Um, We have assistant pastor Larry and a cameo that we have heard of in my very first Blue Flame, Mark. Dwight Yoakam? I laugh at Tony Danza. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> sorry i totally spiked have, that one sorry <laughs> no it's okay we have a we have one tony danza as a cameo okay so if you guys couldn't figure out from our cold open uh hank peggy everybody they go to uh fun fair. i'm gonna give you a synopsis and then i'm gonna tell you about our, our country music guest stars the hills go to country music fanfare where peggy learns that randy travis is a plagiarist and bobby and luann commit assault on brooks and dunn <laughs> Unknowing assault. Let's be clear here. <laughs> okay. Peggy knowingly assaults
0: Randy Travis. Bobby and
1: yes. Luann unknowingly assault Brooks and – well, just Brooks, yes. I guess, but yeah. So they go to this – basically, it's a big uh, country music convention where you get to hang out and see a bunch of country music stars. And then it's like Coachella where you just get to listen to them all play and and people swap in and out on stage. And it's a whole big thing. So here are our country music guest stars. As I say a name, Mark is going to attempt – probably pretty successfully, uh, to give us a song by them. So our mm-hmm. very first one, Randy Travis, Randy Travis.
0: Oh, I don't know any Randy. Tra- I know. I know Randy Travis songs offhand and I want to say okay. I'm 90% sure he does that. No. Yeah. I think he does that. Just the cowboy and me song. I'm like, okay. Give me, give me 10 seconds. I want to make sure of this one. Cause it's going to fuck. No, you're um, good. Just the cowboy you are allowed to cheat on this by the way i don't know i'm not gonna cheat no that's tim mcgraw does just the cowboy and me never mind uh i don't have one for randy travis but i can also tell you that randy travis is both my pro and con for this so me not knowing a randy travis song will make more sense in about five minutes here next one fair enough Garth Brooks. Oh, my God. Fucking Garth Brooks. I love Garth Brooks. You know I love Garth Brooks. Thunder Rolls, Cowboy Bill, uh, Beaches of Cheyenne, Uh, that one about the river and the kid in the music video is running hurdles or something stupid. It's really stupid. Oh, I love fucking Garth Brooks. Next. Uh, Clint and Lisa Black. Uh, Clint Black, yeah. I don't remember anything by Lisa Black, and I can't- That's just his wife. Yeah, I know. I just don't know if she ever put anything out. I remember Clint Black. I can't tell you offhand what he did because I haven't listened
1: to Clint Black in years, but yeah. Okay. Uh, Kix Brooks and Ronnie Dunn, a.k.a. Brooks and Dunn. But no, man. Boot, Scoot, and Boogie. Oh, yeah. Sit down,
0: turn around, go to town, Boot, Scoot, and Boogie. I love Brooks and Dunn. Next. <laughs> uh, Terry Clark? Terry Clark, not so much. Next. Martina McBride? Uh, I am 90% sure she does the Conair song. Okay, Winona the one Judd. that um Bobby and Connie are dancing to in um Love Hurts and So Does Art. Give me give me five <gasps> That's seconds. Right. That yep. and tell me now how do I live without you? I I'm checking. Sorry. Yeah, you're good. I bet you the name of the Oh song shit, is. she did Independence Day too. You. That one about the woman that kills her daddy. She also had an album in 1993 called The Way I Am. That's kind of fun. Not unlike God Made Me This Way. Anyway, I can't find it, but yeah. All right, next. It's just the way God made me. Winona okay. Judd. Winona Judd did, oh, she did a really good one. It said, uh, Any Man of Mine. <laughs> any
1: man of mine you know, better be proud of me. Yeah, it's, it's an all right song. And you know what, Mark? She was raised on charcoal. She'll die with charcoal, so you need to back off. <laughs> and of course... Uh, uh, Connie Super she's only 13 who am I talking about ah. <laughs> oh wow excellent job uh, Charlie <laughs> Daniels and he did <laughs> yeah dude like t- fucking oh shit R2D2 fell over sorry just a second I know Charlie Daniels. He's about the only one that I won't shit on in this whole list of people because he did The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Yeah, yes, he did. Sorry, I have this cardboard cut out of R2-D2 right next to
0: my computer and it just fell on me. Um, Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, no, Charlie Daniels, yeah. Um, Personally, he is my least favorite. Well, not least favorite. He's my second least favorite one in this whole Death Star list, but yeah. Uh, Yeah, Devil Went Down to Georgia, still in Saigon, fucking Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go.
1: Okay, so um A-story Hank and Peggy, um, you missed a B-story but who did I miss? You missed the pastor. No, I didn't miss the pastor. Vince Gill. He's he's he who was saying that again? Vince Gill is the pastor. Oh, see, uh he's not na- he's just named assistant pastor Larry and they didn't tell me that he was an actual country music guest star. So, okay, I might I might be wrong here, but when you're watching so this one has the video montage
0: at the end of all the guest stars. And okay. they credit uh, Pastor Larry as Vince Gill. Because that was my first note is like, well, where the fuck is Stroop? Like, what's going on here? But that's it. Yep. We couldn't shoehorn in another, like, just weird interstitial moment of, like, country
1: singer. So they gave it to Vince Gill. Interesting. Okay. Well, how about Vince Gill? Give me a, a song from him because I don't even know who he is. <laughs> oh, he was hot shit.
0: He died a couple years ago, or well, many years ago at this point. Um uh most famously from him he did a cover of all my exes live in texas okay yeah so i again i'm not into vince gill that much but he was he was okay like sure i honestly on this list it's just fucking garth brooks god damn it do i love garth brooks so
1: fucking much i oh god i
0: love garth brooks johnny
1: <laughs> all right you know anyway what they didn't put they did they couldn't afford Shania Twain and they already did the Dixie chicks, so I don't give a shit. Um Okay. So uh our A Story characters, Hank and Peggy, do you consider Bobby and Luann's story subplot A or is it a full B story? I
0: think it's a B story. I because like they Okay. It's a B story that just kind of nicely ties into the A. But okay. Bobby because Bobby's got his own deal going on, and it's, he does. it's a good Bobby yeah. B story.
1: Okay. Um so let's I'll, I'll get into notes here Uh, i wrote in big bold letters as noted previously i hate 1990s country music (laughs) i don't need to say much more i think we can leave it at that it was forced on me as a child that's why i hate it it's like the only weird time capsule in time of music i just refuse to listen to and yeah there you go um we are back to Homer Simpsoning with Peggy because she is trying to get yet another job at being a songwriter do you think she's Homer Simpsoning
0: or do you think because like do you think it was like a, a um what do you like a um okay how do I do this like a like a, a conscious choice to make her a substitute teacher so she could kind of fit that like floater role of like Peggy just has side gigs
1: I honestly, I don't know. I will give them a little bit. Their writing at least is a lot less lazy than The Simpsons got because Peggy was a substitute teacher, meaning she Mm -hmm. has a knowledge of academia and knows how to teach, right? I mean, she lives off the like methods of teaching and little horrors of shop. So she she does know some stuff. Yeah. From there, she goes and uh, she gets a job writing musings. Mm -hmm. So we know that she is using her academic knowledge and is a writer. So she gets all that sort of stuff. Um, we know that she likes music because she picked up and did the uh, the Mother's Day episode with Peggy's Turtle, Turtle Song, right? So that all makes sense. And so her transitioning into somebody who writes and plays music and is from Texas and likes country very much transitioned into her being a a country music, music writer, right? Mm-hmm. So at least there's a logical track to that. It's not like they just said, hey, Peggy, we need somebody to go and do this. You're going into space this season. I would watch the fuck out of a Peggy in Space episode. I love The Simpsons, but goddamn, sometimes it's just awful.
0: (laughs) And Um, and her giant feet, like while she's floating around, kick an instrument switch or something and damage the panel. And they have to like, oh, we could call it, um... Um, a Peggy 13 when she blows up the lunar capsule with her giant feet I mean. alright we're Jeez. writing this we're, All right, Fan listeners, fiction you pay attention for me and Johnny writing this spec script here in a couple weeks it's happening yeah
1: and then the only other job that she, she has that she keeps for a while is because uh, she, she goes back to work for the newspaper but then she becomes a realtor which uh-huh. makes sense for her as well because she is so damn full of herself and has so much confidence what the hell else are you going to make her do she was also in that um
0: triangle scheme.
1: Yes. So yeah. I don't know if you count that had, yeah, one or she, not, but you know. No, I do, but she was terrible at it and she's <laughs> not a bad realtor. So there, it's a little dichotomy there. Um okay. so let's see. Uh, I've got Tony Danza as a note here. He's almost a retro rage for me. I don't know who I don't know who Tony Danza is, dude. I don't like He's the dude in. I, the I, I know company. he's what?
0: Who's the boss, right?
1: Oh, yeah, no, that's what it is. Yeah, Schmandler, but like shit, that's that is retro reference rage. Shmlanathan. <laughs> sorry, I I just I am going through my Rick and Morty phase here where they're making fun of him. You're um, funny, buddy. <laughs> and then the last one here, I I just I have a question for you because she's been in the news a whole shitload lately. Um, okay. she, she is also eight years older than my fucking father, which I didn't know. And she's in her seventies. Mark, do you have any idea how rich Dolly Parton is? Oh, insanely rich. Like, like
0: Dolly Parton is so, I ju- dude. Okay. So. You said in the news recently. I had inventory this Tuesday. We had to be in at midnight, and we're watching the news. And this, so listeners inside baseball, Johnny and I cut these things like a bunch at a time. And when this drops is not when this drops. But um, the CMA's the Country Music Awards that just happened, and they did a little bit on Dolly Parton, and they were like, she gets up every morning at 3 a.m. And we're all the managers were in the break room taking their lunch at 3 a.m. And I go, there's no fucking way that Dolly Parton is awake right now and yeah like yeah <laughs> but this was oh, yeah. last th- this was this week they are fucking talking about dolly parton like actively
1: oh yeah well so she she just recently um uh, straight up said hey i appreciate that you want to put me in the rock and roll hall of fame but this is not somewhere that i need to be right now you should consider somebody else amazing um, within the last two years she donated something like 50 million dollars to covid research oh my god um, she also is like one of the world's biggest philanthropists and has, uh, she set up something like something obscene number, like a thousand separate libraries in America and has completely like stocked them out of her own pocket. Wow. Like she is a straight up humanitarian. Blue this, flame of valor to
0: Dolly Parton, man.
1: God, like I, I, and, and the that one she's she is just like if you could have a saint in your life that is what it's that's what it means to be like raised the correct southern christian way is yeah. you got to be dolly parton if you're not dolly parton then you're not doing it right and you're not doing it as well as anybody else can um, If you're not dolly parton you're charlie daniels and you're just kind of a racist dickhead <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Dolly Parton, even though she does not cameo in this, it is mentioned, if I had t- if I had a nickel or a dime for every time I got song lyrics from somebody, I'd be Dolly Parton rich. And Dolly Parton currently has, with all of the shit that she gives away, a net worth of $600 million. <laughs> oh, God. She is halfway to a Tres Comas club and having three goddamn commas and being a billionaire. Oh, man. And she gives her shit away i want to see her get together with melinda gates and Mackenzie scott two people that were married to billionaires the two fucking richest people in the goddamn world and just the three of them dump money everywhere i want to see it happen the triumvirate of clucking hens absolutely because all of them have got very good intentions and just want to help people that's like, we have money. that was of money.
0: mean that was unfounded i love dolly parton yeah like oh man oh god yeah so, anyway, that that's the last note that I've got. Um, I have a um, correction to make. Um, I credited somebody else as it. It's Leanne Rhymes that did "How Do I Live Without You." So that's that's my
1: fault. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. you know, you yeah, know, you know how it is. Leanne Rhymes, the uh, actual physical embodiment and probably body model for Luann. Really? You're welcome. I don't know. I just uh, they look like they might be the same. Um, a little bit. Yeah. She doesn't.
0: Yeah. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. Like looking at her older stuff. I I'll I'll give it to you. Yeah. Anyway, moving (laughs) on. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, so those are my notes, Mark. You got some notes for me, buddy. Um, number one, I just got to like hard flaggingly disagree with you and say that nineties country was the last time. And I mean, literally the last time that country music in America was good. Um, Post 9/11, there's no such thing as good country music with the exception of uh Toby Keith's album um, Beer for My Horses. That's a
1: great one. But like when was the last Johnny Cash album, the one where he got all like wonky and talked about his addictions? Wasn't that post 9/11? It might have been, but then like
0: I don't count Johnny Cash as being like country. Well, okay. He's not in like contemporary country. You know what I mean? It'd be like if Dolly Parton fair. put, an no, out, that's put it out an album right now. It wouldn't be Dolly Parton doing like, you know, country right now. Dolly Parton is from a different time and she's just managed to stay fresh and good. I, th- I that's me though. Like um But yeah. then like also like what America 4 was just Johnny Cash doing covers of shit. I don't count that as a fucking country album. Like he did a goddamn Beatles song for Christ's sake. Like but that was also the one where he uh, cut hurt. So okay, yep, bear that as you will. I just, my personal preference is like, I don't think, so I think post 9-11, um, country music took this really hard downshift into like the patriotic shit was fine. Like, yeah, everybody bought that fucking Alan Jackson drive CD with the, where are you in the world? Stop turning. We, we all, we all bought that. Like, I think it was issued <laughs> to us in the mail. It's just a thing that you did, but like, it kind of kept this like tone of like, it started getting into like. Hey man, I'm from the country and I'm dumb as shit. And I kind of think like, that's where like this weird slide into anti-intellectualism really, really started. was about 2003 ish in like the country music scene. And it's just been going downhill all since then. Like I can't tell you a country, I can't tell you a country song has come out last like 15 years. Like, like I said, we're watching the CMA, like coverage in the break room on the news. And I didn't recognize any of these people, but like, we have the Stampede in Monta Vista, and they just had some dude, I don't know, Jason Aldean is a thing, I guess. And, like, yeah. like, my boss, like, begged me to, like, cover his shift so he could go see this dude. And I'm like, I, I don't fucking care do whatever. Like, I hate country <laughs> music now. I love country music up until, like, I'd say 1999, maybe even 2000. But that's, that's my own personal preference. We've talked before. You and I have uh, a varied and vast music tastes. You hate the Killers. I love the Killers. You like Ska, I think Ska is an affront to God and should be driven from the earth in fire and flames. <laughs> like, it's all good, buddy. My point is, I love you, and it's our different, you know, points of view that make this podcast so fucking compelling. Now, let's it get into notes. Uh, number one, uh, oh god, dude, this is a long episode. Um, <laughs> Number one, uh, triangle scene starting asafi, you already aptly <clears throat> called that. Note number two, where is Stroop? Doesn't matter, we already figured that one out. Um, they did a great job of making that bus ride look miserable. Holy shit! I, what did they say? It's a seventeen-hour bus ride. Something
1: like that. Something
0: yeah. insane. And like, in the beginning, I like I like um, Eustace like guessing it right or whatever and being excited because <laughs> he gets the candy bar. I like the guys day drinking out of their little bags in the back. I think that's really funny. But then I, I like, didn't notice the that time, until this time. The guys and Eustace are the only ones on that bus that are enjoying themselves. Like. Because the guys are kind of drunk, and Eustace got his little candy bar. Guess another number, Peg. <laughs> they, did that. they did that whole scene great. Um, th- maybe this is a con. It's not a con. I just can't really understand why. They're at a music festival. Why are they cooking? Do they not have food? In Na- They're in fucking Nashville, like the barbecue capital of the world, I'm told by some. Why would, yeah. why would they be cooking dinner? I don't know. Maybe it's because it's the... I, I don't know. Maybe I get it. We have to have that because, like... We have to establish Spa Peggy and Meatballs and then like Apple Brown Peggy's. I get it. I just, that little bit to me was a little kind of wonky. Yeah. Um. No, Hank, there is no way in hell that a song about propane could be good at all. <laughs> Cut to, in my mind, I started writing Eric Clapton's Cocaine, but with Hank Hill. And it's, it's okay. taste the meat, not the heat. Oh yeah, it is sweet propane. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what. Okay. Um, I think that's been done before too. Maybe I stole somebody's song that I don't even realize. Um, I think that this episode is the start of Peggy and Dale enjoying each other's company and being buddies.
1: Okay. And I don't with know the, if it's because uh, Dale is.
0: Yeah, and I, yeah, like the whole bit about it. Um, but even like it's cute. He gives her the nickname um Pegwin. Because, you know, they're all birds. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think because Dale likes to yes-and himself into mayhem, so he'll just glom onto whoever's doing mayhemy activities. And Peggy's super good at inciting mayhem. Like, yes,
1: and I think this is.
0: episode is, like, the genesis of that. But it's also kind of cool to me as, like, a continuity deal. It sort of makes sense. Dale has now been kind of hanging out with Peggy a little bit more because... Um, the four of them have been double dating together. So like it would make sense that he's kind of like growing a little bit more fond of her. Cause you, you, you know, you can, you can change your opinion and stance on people. It's all good. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah. If Dale would have shut the fuck up, they could have gotten away with sinking Randy Travis's trailer. That toilet paper would have dissolved in the lake, that insanely deep lake in the middle of some public venue, which I don't know why it exists other than for plot. And I don't care. I'm not calling it out as a con, but like Hank like has to go deep for that fucking trailer. Um, but if Dale hadn't said anything, they would have gotten away with it. I have the note, Vince Gill is the pastor. That's where Stroop went. We already talked about that. And finally, I got to ask you, do you have any idea what an apple brown betty is? Because I have no idea, and I didn't want to look it up. I wanted to, like, ask you about it first, but.
1: Uh, Yes, so it's uh, like an apple pie, but drier than an apple pie, and drier than, like, an apple crumble and cobbler. Hmm. So think of it like um, almost like apple cornbread. Oh, gross. Okay, cool. Yeah, like apple-flavored cornbread. Um, Peggy talks about how she puts uh, a spoonful of orange juice in hers, a spoonful of orange juice in an entire pan of a brown Betty. Ain't doing shit, lady. Put at least like eight ounces in there. That might actually get some fucking flavor in it. But yeah, she makes it. It's I mean, it's it uh who is it's brooks are done that says this is good pie and it's not really a pie i, I don't think it is yeah it's more of a, um, okay yeah it, it, like i said it's definitely more of like an apple cornbread she talks about uh in happy hanksgiving how they get to um the, the very end and she's like i can make some brown betty out of these sugar packets and these crests and everything else like that yeah. should give you an idea of how dry these fucking things are
0: okay cool so maybe yeah. that's why it's Peggy's specialty because she's already a bad cook. So it doesn't have to. You don't have to have moisture in the in the like, in the in the. I don't. know what you, I don't want to say compound. You don't have to have moisture in the thing. So okay, cool. It could be a what? very like,
1: Peggy thing. Well, and you know she ain't adding any nutmeg in there.
0: <laughs> do you think she stirs it with the spoon, or do you think she burns
1: her hands? <laughs> I think she wants to add flavor. <laughs> No more burnt hands, Hank.
0: <laughs>
1: I used a <to> spoon. <laughs> I think that's like my favorite line of this series. <laughs> like, it's definitely of this season. You've referenced it like four different episodes now. Fucking aisle eight A, dude. That's an, that's amazing. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all my notes. That yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm gonna jump into some pros then. Okay. And normally I bitch about this. and normally I think it's a very bad thing, but holy hell, the, the Peggy is at her most obnoxious pretty much in the whole series in this episode. Like yes, you get double barrel Peggy right out of the gate from her screaming, "I won, That's mine to bum rushing the freaking podium and like kicking the assistant pastor off of it and then <laughs> telling everybody all about it like they don't fucking know. and then immediately releasing them all, like it's her job, totally sabotaging the entire trip there. Like, I love it because you know what, if you're going to go balls to the wall, then I want it all the way to the ground, man. I want pedal to the metal. I want you to be as obnoxious as fucking humanly possible. And I love it. My wife despises Peggy. She cannot watch episodes like this because Peggy drives her nuts. And (laughs) this, these episodes, the ones where she is so off the chain, are the ones that make me love her because I used to hate Peggy as well. I yeah. did not see any value in her being an obnoxious asshole until I started watching shit like this because it is very fun to see her get so hyped up and so psyched up and everything else and then just immediately take a, a nosedive when no one will listen to her and she's actually right. It makes for yeah. good TV. Um, I absolutely love... And it, call it a stereotype, say what you will, in our state, you're legally allowed to marry your second cousin, in case you were curious, Mark. But the comment that Luann makes about her and Bobby staying in the same tent, and they're just cousins, and then the look they get from Brooks and Dun <laughs> chef's kiss. Yep. Perfect. Um, Randy Travis is the absolute perfect foil for Peggy. Yeah. Because he is such a piece of shit. And they make that very apparent from the beginning. And then they make him do it again halfway through. And then you get the nice little kicker in the end where he steals all this stuff about Hank's story. And Hank just goes, mm, I'll kick his ass this time.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he's a
1: perfect foil. And then just Peggy's descent into madness the whole episode. I I I want to say, like, I was just transfixed when she first... Sees Randy Travis, she punches him, talks to him. They get to have their whole little meetup, and then they go to see him again, and he's on stage, and he says her story, and no one's around but her to hear it. Mm-hmm. And you can see her actively getting uncomfortable. You can see her like looking around, like, "Okay, somebody else, anyone else, has to be hearing this. Where the fuck is somebody? I need someone to corroborate this." And she just like goes out of her fucking mind and starts screaming at the top of her lungs for Hank. And then somebody tries to shush her at one point. Who said that? I want yeah. to know who said Like she is just stark raving mad at that point. And holy hell is it entertaining to watch.
0: Yes, like, absolutely.
1: Uh, Peggy is is the savior for this episode because if it was nothing but a bunch of like just jerk offs for 90s country, I wouldn't care for it very much. But she integrates so well into this and her story is so entertaining God, this was such a pleasant surprise to, for me to enjoy this episode. I feel like you've been kind of, like, not dreading, but
0: dreading this episode. Like, if, if you a go little back, bit. listeners, like, Johnny calls out Peggy's
1: fanfare as, like, almost a negative. And, yeah, I'm kind of glad you're here. That's cool. This is, it's a turnaround for sure. And I was not expecting it. And I, it was a very pleasant surprise. But, um... I, and I'm going to be upfront with you. The only con I have you already addressed and it's where is Reverend Stroop? But now that I know that uh, the assistant reverend is a, a country music star, I don't need that to be a thing anymore. Yeah. Um, the uh, It's not really a pro or a con. It's definitely more of a note. Up to this point, with this many guest stars for, from the country music scene, on top of the ones that we just saw in... Uh, wow, I almost said streetcar. Uh, beer Can Named <laughs> Desire... Yes. On top of the ones that we saw in Hank Gets the Willies. Mm-hmm. And on top of the ones that we will... I think... Uh, I know at least one comes back for sure in The Bluegrass is Always Greener. Charlie like, Daniels. D- is this the closest we're ever going to get to an animated hee-haw? <laughs> yes. Where, where they just bring on musical country guests?
0: Could be. Like, yeah. But you know, too, I really appreciate how, like, only a couple of them are, like... um singing and stuff like, yeah, I I like Charlie Daniels interaction with Hank. It's really funny. Like I, man, I, I, and you, we were kind of going back and forth on like the, the B plot of Bobby and Luann. I like Brooks
1: and Dunn's B plot. It's great. Like, can I, can I go a little inside baseball for you? Goddamn right. Apparently they're both giant fucking assholes in real life. (laughs) My oh, mom got to meet them uh, we at the airport. One. We missed
0: one. We missed one, too. Also, um, John Michael Montgomery. I don't know if he has any lines, but
1: what's uh, or not slips he doesn't. in his horse shit. So. <laughs> I want a horse for my birthday. Damn you, John Michael. Oh, shit. I completely forgot that Um, oh, what the hell is a dumbass's dumb name Uh, that hangs out with Lucky? Because Lucky, I would say, is a fucking country music star.
0: No. No, he's not. Um, you wouldn't say no, he's rock dude. He's rockabilly shit. Okay. It's, uh, okay. Hey, okay, okay. But okay. But like to your point then is, um, Oh fucking what's his beardy McFuck face. Um, uh, dusty Hill. Dusty uh, Hill. ZZ top. Is ZZ top country then?
1: Or is it? No, ZZ top is not, is not country. So I'll give you that. But also, um, but also,
0: no. um, um, man who shot Ken with Green Day. Yeah. There's a Maybe lot the of, King of the Hill is just. This. But you've talked before. You, uh, I want to say it was Man That Shot Kane Scredeberg. Like, uh, it's, maybe it's just Mike Judge. Like, this is the type of,
1: like, cameo that he attracts. And that's cool. I'm down with it. It could be. I know uh, there's there's some later episodes of The Simpsons that the producers have straight up said, no, I wanted to meet this famous musician because I've always wanted to meet them. So I wrote him a role on The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. So, no, um, I'm trying to think here. It I want to say it's the introduction episode with Pretty Pretty Truck Truck and Lucky, and they bust into the the record store in the middle of the night. It's okay. the Redneck Con episode. Okay. Um, and the guy they bust into the record store because it's some some dude's new CD had just come out. Yeah. Um, whoever that dude's CD is is the guy who busts in the window. That who that's who does his voice. Oh, cool. So. Yeah, there's a lot of country stars in here. There's a lot of rock and roll stars in here. Um, but there should just, be. Wanna... It's, it's a show in Texas. Like you think
0: Texas, you think country music. Like you do. There's a very big music community there, and it's
1: not just in Austin.
0: But then at the same time, too, if you think they rebooted the show now, they get like Little Nas on there or whatever. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, they might.
1: Did I don't Carrie like. Underwood.
0: I liked the song, but I didn't realize it was about assless chaps
1: oh god yeah i they just king of the hill is so strange sometimes with its guest stars because they're from areas that most americans don't know or at least i didn't know you know i had no idea who john force was until i watched this show or even what the hell a funny car was
0: yeah um i mentioned like in one of our like very first episodes like I thought Chuck man, Joni was like a manufactured caricature or character
1: for this show. And then we find out he's a real dude. Yeah. It's
0: yeah. It's weird.
1: So, uh, any, sorry. I, I totally like, no, not at all. Nuts on you, um, I, I, we did your pros, right? Or did we not? No, no I've we not didn't done do your my pros, pros yet. yet. Yeah. Go nuts, man. And I've already had done my con. So,
0: yeah. Um, so you hit 90% of my pros, but I'm just going to rattle them off anyway. Um, Peggy jacking the sermon, I think is hilarious. and then dismissing it and then the look on fucking assistant pastor whatever nuts his face and he's just like what the? who the hell is this bitch like i love that um to your point you you literally took the words out of my mouth like the building and writing of this and then like peggy's moment of aporia when she's like he he stole my song and then like he's telling my story and there's nobody here that will believe me when i tell this Like all of it, all of it, making Peggy seem insane, like leading up to the cops, like the guy, that cop is going to shoot her. Like if, if Hank eats that fucking Betty, like it's great. Um, um, Mr. Superphone from Brooks and Dunn. I think, I just think that's (laughs) funny. (laughs) Um, Mr.
1: Superphone.
0: I say the same. I say my, my, say my daughter's dating Brad Pitt. (laughs) She's lucky. Fucking (laughs) Um, Luann I have this note I fucking hate Randy Travis I fucking hate Randy Travis Johnny I don't know why I hate him so much But boy do I fucking hate Randy Travis I don't know what it is about him But I don't like anything about him And I love that he is the villain of this episode And I love that Peggy fucking cold cocks him And I love the knowledge that Hank Beats the hell out of him on stage In front of 50,000 fans Um. Oh, Pro Peggy's writing. already talked about that. I like Dale's hatred of Billy Ray Cyrus. I just thought it was funny. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) We had some left over from the Billy Ray Cyrus job. I also hate Billy Ray Cyrus. But, 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 counterpoint to myself, I fucking love his daughter. I love Miley Cyrus. You do you, girl. Fucking pop your tops. Have fun. Woo woo. Love Miley Cyrus. I unironically love Wrecking Ball. Anyway, um... And finally, I love uh, Pro. This it could almost be a favorite moment. Um, Boomhauer's TP technique. Yeah, where he's got the 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 plunger with the roll of toilet paper on it, and he's like Boomhauer's work
1: smart, not hard. And I love it. Um, cons? Anything? No, but uh, to to just further make you feel a little bit better about your hatred of Randy Travis, or at least some comeuppance. Did you know that he got arrested in August of 2012, Mark? did he? Yeah. He got arrested for DUI. Ah. He ran his 1998 Pontiac Trans Am off the road, striking several barricades and then, uh, was arrested for driving while intoxicated and retaliation because he was naked and tried to run away from the cops. Okay. But see,
0: that doesn't compound my hatred. That honestly solidifies him as a fucking country star to me.
1: That's dude. That's some fucking Johnny Cash shit right there. Like He did get the shit beaten out of him or crashed his car good enough to give himself a black eye in his mugshot. That's awesome. (laughs) So (laughs) there you go. Fuck Randy, Travis, man. Oh, Um,
0: I know why I I hate him. Okay, I had to look it up. Because, you know, I need to be justified sometimes. Just every now and then I got to, like, make sure that I know why I say shit. He has that fucking forever and ever amen song. I'm going to love you forever. That one. Fuck that song. Um, That Deeper Than the Holler song. Do you know that okay. one? My nope. love is sure than the snowflakes that fall in late December. It's it's a shit song. And then, like, oh, God, Um, the worst of them all, that fucking he. Randy Travis wrote Three Wooden Crosses. Do you remember Three Wooden Crosses? <laughs> Nope. The one, okay, okay, um, okay, it's the one, okay, um, it's about the fucking people in a bus wreck, and it's like, so it starts off, a farmer, a teacher, a hooker, and a preacher, We're driving on a midnight bus bound for Mexico and the bus wrecks and like the preacher dies and gives his fucking Bible to the hooker. The hooker then has a son who becomes a preacher and like the song culminates in Gave that Bible to my mama who read it to me There are three wooden crosses on the right side of the highway Why there's not four of them, heaven only knows and like, oh god, it's such a horrible fucking. <laughs> go look it up. Go fucking look it up when we finish. It's such a. It's so. Oh god, it's. It's everything that I hate about country music. Like this fucking like, forcing Christianity into you. And like, no. It, oh god, it's so bad. Like, it's so yeah. fucking stupid. It's the worst. It's one of the worst songs I've ever heard. And I didn't. I I guess I knew it, but I guess I didn't remember how much I fucking hated that song. Until I looked it up just now. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, my only con is fuck Randy <laughs> Travis. That's my only con for this episode is I fucking hate Randy Travis. <laughs> oh.
1: Okay, anyway, I mean, sorry. This very fair. Um, I've got one retro rage for you, and it's just because people don't bother anymore. They'll just go out and buy a $20 burner phone, but phone cards don't exist anymore. No, no, they don't. Ah, shit, sorry. And they have I'm it sorry. for a while. Yeah. I fucking started playing Leanne um, Rhymes
0: because I was on Spotify looking up Randy Travis's discography. <laughs> no, you're good.
1: <laughs> um, I, Mark, I don't have a specific favorite moment in this episode. That's really weird because I don't either. I just enjoy this episode. I don't have a favorite moment. That's really, moment no, though. that's what it was. That's what yeah. it was. I just sat uh, and I watched it and I haven't, I haven't done that for a while and I definitely didn't expect to do it in this. Um, I didn't
0: either. I was glad to see this one. I was like pleasantly
1: surprised. Yeah, and this is a strong season ender. Like if you're gonna blow the rest of your budget on guest stars, you did it right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, I was
0: gonna say. Oh, it's also weird. This is. I think this is our first season finale that isn't a two-parter, right?
1: No, the first season finale was not. But two and three definitely both were. Oh, you're right. I'm dumb. Never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're good. Bad mark. Um yeah it's i don't know it it, it's a good strong ending for sure and i i was just so pleasantly surprised that i didn't hate this episode yeah um that was very satisfying definitely very satisfying satisfying
0: that's a good word for it yeah like yeah
1: yeah yeah uh, well, Mark, do you want to give this guy a rating so we can get out of here?
0: Hell yeah, an hour. This is our longest episode to date, number one. So we did it, buddy. Hey. Pop, pop. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I'm giving it a Charking. This is a great episode. It's set up super well. It is super believable in its own way. Like... It's also it's also kind of a weird snapshot for, like, where we were as a nation in 2000, because if I went up to fucking Randy Travis right now and cold cocked him, oh, dude, you wouldn't hear from me for, like, eight months. Like, they'd put me in a hole. You know what
1: I mean? You'd go to Guantanamo. Yeah, 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 that's it. Like, <laughs> but. And you'd have half the internet defending you, saying, don't cancel Mark. No, I'd have all the
0: internet defending me, except for the idiots who are like, Three Wooden Crosses is a good song. And I don't, Listeners, if you like Three Wooden Crosses, you turn this fucking podcast off. You're not allowed to listen to me.
1: <laughs> You're not allowed
0: to listen to Dangle Podcast if you, if you like Stan Randy Travis. You fuck right off. I'll come out and say it. <laughs> yeah, no, Charking, this is an amazing episode. But, 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 it can't be a blue flame, because you, you need the context. You need all the context for it. Like, yeah. I also um, it was just a side note that I had. I like that, like, I like that we've established the Buddhism deal, and that's why Connie isn't with Bobby. I like it. It's just, yep. It's just God. They're good. Even. They're just. They're smart. They're just he these even. little things that like you can draw upon, and they just do it, and they do it so well and so naturally. We have the villain. Oh yeah. We have the anti-Bobby of Chain Wasana song. Like, we we have this set up now. Like. It's great. I I love this episode. It's fantastic, but I can't blue flame it because you really need a lot of context to appreciate this episode. I I think. Right. But or maybe
1: you don't. I don't know. Cause like. No, you do. You do. Do you do right? Cause like you couldn't. I would watch say this you, you need be to like. Cause you would appreciate Peggy no, yeah. then, right? Exactly. No, you you miss something if you don't know who Peggy is before this. If you haven't ever seen her her do the. Uh, uh, Peggy and meatballs type of thing or get the f- super full of herself. Like, um, yeah, no, I am good enough to write a song that could be stolen by a Grammy winning artist and have him perform it in front of everyone. Like if you don't know that about her, then it's, it is hard. You just look at her like she's a crazy person. But if you know that that's the way she thinks, it's so much more enjoyable.
0: Yeah.
1: But, yeah. I, um, I, yeah.
0: I, I, Cause I kind of went back and forth with it. It was like, but I also don't think this is like bad brain Peggy.
1: Okay. I think you don't think this is is brain damage, Peggy. No, I think
0: this is reasonable, Peggy. Like you could, okay. You could stick this episode anywhere in season three. And I think, well, okay. Maybe not because of like the Connie and Bobby deal, but like, cause they, when, when did we we already talked about it and I just can't remember. Well, yeah. So love hurts. And Soda's art is like when we kind of solidified that Bobby and Connie were a couple, right? So you know, you know what? I'm gonna stick to my guns. You could stick this into season three, and it'd be fine. Like, it doesn't have to be a season finale. You could just throw it in there, and you would be fine with it. But yeah. Okay. But that's that's just me, though. Like, I don't think this is bad, brain Peggy. I think that Peggy is a thousand percent justified in all of her actions. Now, it's listeners, do not take that as go assault your least favorite country music star unless it's Randy Travis, and you tell him that fucking Mark Jones sent you, like.
1: Allegedly. Please take a video.
0: <laughs> don't don't take a video. Don't don't record your crime. Don't just go. Just go <laughs> throw, you know what, listeners? This is my challenge to you. Go throw a fucking fish at Randy Travis's house.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? I talked a bunch. I'm so sorry. No, dude. It's I did it last episode, so it's very warranted. Um, I also gave it a charking, so that makes it an imperial. Pop. pop. This, this episode is great. It is definitely dated. Um like you said it's it's a time capsule of early two thousand pre nine eleven america um and the only thing that that stops it from being a blue flame. you have to have exposure to Peggy Peggy specifically in order to understand why this is such a special episode mm-hmm. you don't have to know anything about nineties country to even enjoy this episode because I know a stupid amount about it even even though it was against my will, and I can still fucking enjoy it so,
0: yeah. But, you know, I also yeah. kind of appreciate how the country music kind of takes a backseat. Yeah. In an episode all about country music featuring an insane amount of special guest stars who are, in fact, the most popular country s- performers at the time. Like, it, it, you only really hear, like, Randy Travis singing a little bit, and then, like, Boot Scoot and Boogie, like, playing in the background behind uh, Brooks mm-hmm. and Dunn. But, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. Oh god, so much. Longest episode ever. Doesn't even matter. We got here. We did it. We're gonna start season five next week, listeners. Are you ready for this shit? Cause holy shit, it just feels like we started season four. Like it did. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, we gotta get out of here. I'm sorry. I'm gushing. I I am a mess. I. Oh god. Come find me. I will be the dude in my apartment, blaring '90s country, crying to goddamn <laughs> LeAnn <laughs> Rhymes music. <laughs> um johnny i gotta ask you buddy how do you feel about king of the hill hey
1: man i still love king of the hill how about yourself
0: oh god i love king of the hill oh so much i, I want to go punch randy travis i'm all horned up i'm gonna go i'm gonna figure out how to make an apple brown betty i'll call it an apple brown buffalo and put some meat in it or something i don't know
1: i love it <laughs> why don't you tell those good people where they can find us johnny uh, well, the good people of the internet can find us at dang old Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter, and they can email us at danglepodcast They can find me on Twitter at krautballstream. Kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball, and stream as in Stoner's Creek is a stream in Nashville, where I would go to funfair. <laughs> You're welcome. God, that might more? be the We're best one you've ever done. <laughs> trying to get creative now, and it's working. After oh, how shit. many? 40 episodes? 40 episodes, just about? You're starting to get your back into my in it,
0: <laughs> Remember when I used to give you shit because you would just keep saying in stream, is it a river, or my piss, yep. and now you're coming in with Stoner's Creek, and <laughs> I'm so fucking proud of you. I love you so damn much. Oh, oh listeners, yeah. <laughs> you can... <laughs> Okay, take a beat there, Mark. Take it easy. You're all right. Listeners, you can find me at Stardust on Twitter, or you can find me on our sister podcast, The Two Wizards Podcast, where me and my buddy Josh take a variety of weird shit and talk about it. And I think if my timing's right, we've probably just done a deep dive into the epic of Gilgamesh, but I'm not entirely sure, but now I've said it, so we have to do it.
1: Uh, Let's get the hell out of here, Johnny. I love it, buddy. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and you have a wonderful rest of whatever day you're having. Whatever time of day, you have <laughs>
0: a good part of it. Listen, I bet I cut in Leanne Rhymes here for the outro music. No more Chuck Mangione, because I'm all horned up for 90s oh. country. We love you all, everyone. Thank you for listening. Good whatever it is you're having. Cheers, guys.